Your Majesty, I have returned from oh, my yes. great adventures. Yes, tell me, tell me about your travels. I've seen such things as you would never believe. Bards telling great tales and, and skits of all manner. Oh, goodness, anything else? Well, I have heard again with the bards. They, 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 they do beautiful musics. They, oh. they sing songs. These are the things that I've heard, my lord. Oh, goodness, do you have any, 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 any remaining things to tell me of your travels? Oh, I've, I've seen things like which you wouldn't believe. Uh, I have observed yon Tannhauser gate. Oh, goodness. Well, it sounds like you have been on quite the quest across the land of queer and pleasant strangers. Indeed, my liege, indeed. <laughs> now play. Play, court musicians. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. Two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch up and talk about the media we've consumed in the week and whatnot. How you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a skit I wrote. We're gonna get to that later. We're gonna it get. Was, it was a lot more lighthearted and fun before. Yeah, before we got some news. There's gonna be a skit that I think is gonna end with some screaming on our parts because it started off as a fun goof, and then during the time we were b- b- between writing the skit and recording the episode, oops, all reality. <laughs> oops, all is too real now. Yeah. So look forward Enjoy to that later. Look forward to that, everyone. But first, we should probably start with what we've played this week, because that's usually where we start the show. What have you played? I've played Undermine. Funnily enough, so have I. It's basically the only thing I've played this week. Same. That's a real good game, that. It's, it's very addictive. Do you want to explain what Undermine is? Uh, so it's a uh, roguelike adventure game. You are peasants. You are charged to dive down into this mine and go and rescue various NPCs and kill bosses and 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 do all manner of typ- typical things like get gold and and go back to town and spend that gold on little upgrades to be slightly better at hitting yeah. things or keeping the gold that you bring back with you because there's a hole in your sack yes. you're going to have to get a better sack if you want to bring more of that gold back mm yeah, so there's a top-down sort of action roguelike. Um, you've got two main ways of attacking. You've got your little melee attack, which is generally stronger but has a shorter range, and you've got your sort of thrown attack, so you can you can throw your pickaxe and it mm-hmm. comes back. Um, generally, fight your way through a bunch of floors. Um, it's somewhat like the Binding of Isaac in that yes. the first floor you get an upgrade and a shot for free, and then further floors you have to... Use keys to access them. You don't always have to pay for the shops, but you after the first level, you do always have to pay for your your basic relic. Yeah, your uh, lasts until the end of the run upgrades. Yeah, you're going to need a key to get that. Yeah. Uh, there's some cute little things that this does. Um, the main thing you're trying to do on all the runs is get as much gold as you can to take back with you to buy upgrades with. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you knock gold out of a rock or out of a wall where you've seen it, Little slimes will come and try and steal it. Pilferers. Yeah, and basically you've got to you've got to scurry to pick up your gold as fast as you can before these little slimes get it. And mm-hmm. if the slimes get it, you can hit them with your pickaxe, so they'll drop the uh, the gold, so you can you can take it with you. You've got familiars that will like the initial one that you start with is the canary, and the canary will help by 
picking up gold. It's a bit slow, but it is helping. It'll occasionally grab one that you aren't near, you know, before a slime can get it. Mm-hmm. And, and they level up and will get slightly different abilities. Later on, you can get other familiars. I've unlocked a couple now. Uh, but you can only ever have one at a time. So it's like, ah, ah I want this one that fires fireballs at my enemies. Or um, I think there's one that's just like, um, will tell you where secrets are. Ooh. They'll sort of stand next to a wall and go, <clears throat> just polite cough. <laughs> I don't actually know. I've, I've only just unlocked that one, and that's apparently what its its abilities do. So I'm looking forward to giving that a try. Yeah. Um, yeah, and basically, as you find more people within the dungeon, you can bring them back to town, and they will unlock things. So you might find someone who's like, I need to do a mission to to get my boss's lunch. So... That will unlock the apothecary, yeah. or I need to bring the blacksmith back who's lost, or this guy's imprisoned, you need to help them out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting little game. Um, I really like the pacing of the, the early levels of it, where... <laughs> so, from the start of the game, every time you uh, fail a run, uh, you drop 50% of your gold on death, and you take 50% of it with you to spend in the uh, on, on permanent upgrades, things mm-hmm. like that. However... Um, you get this really nice um balancing act. So you can, you know, use gold to increase the percentage you bring back with you, and by a, eventually, late enough in the game, that will be less of a concern. But in the early game, your gold is worth twice as much to you in the run itself as it is outside the run, because mm-hmm. half of it's just going to get thrown out anyway. Yeah. Um... So it sort of has this incentive of, early on in the game, it might be worth buying a couple of upgrades to get you further, like buying things during the run to get you further through the run, because you're going to lose so much of your gold at the end anyway, you might as well get as far as you can. Mm -hmm. But then later, once you're keeping more of it, it's like, ah, I don't want to spend anything, keep it for the permanent upgrades. Yeah, I guess you could do it that way. I mean, I'm very bad, so I tend to just spend like less. I was like, uh, maybe I just accept that I'm going to die on this level and don't buy the food and go a bit further. Yeah, the, the the further I've gotten into it, the more hesitant I've been to spend my money. Because once I'm keeping a better percentage of it, I'm like, okay, I maybe just won't keep that for me for upgrades hmm. now. I I worked like I pretty much spent all of my upgrades on like a little bit of attack, a little bit of uh, extra throwing power, but mostly repairing my um, sack. So now I actually bring home 90% of my gold. Oh, nice. So uh, I'm like one power up away from having got all of the, the gold sack upgrades. I'm like 70, I think 75% maybe. I've put a decent amount into yeah. it already. See, I think that was about the sort of time when I was very much a, yep, it's all coming back. I've got to bring as much back as possible. It's all for repairing my um my sack. Yeah. Uh, there's some other little neat mechanics to it. Um, you'll sometimes find chests that will give you some cool upgrades in exchange for you taking on a curse mm-hmm. of some random uh, variety. Well, the curse mechanic as a whole is absolutely yeah. fascinating. Yeah, so there's also, once you've started taking these curse chests, you'll unlock, like, sometimes between floors, you'll meet a, a, a demon of uh, opulence, I believe, yes. um, who's like, hey, you can have some really cool items, but you will take curses. Um... Curses come in major and minor varieties, and uh, you don't know what they're going to be before you take them, but often you'll know, like, oh, a chest, I'll get one minor uh, curse. This trade I've got between floors, I might have to take two major and two minor for that, but there's a really cool item behind it, and Mm -hmm. 
It's a fun risk-reward system. Yeah. And the, there's basically uh, also uh, recipes you'll find uh, to give to the blacksmith. Yeah. And for a, a, a whole separate type of currency called Thorium, which are these little purple gems... Which are very fairly rare to find mm. in a in a run. You might get like ten or twenty, or or like a bunch if you defeat a boss. But there's only so many bosses. So yeah, I think there's five bosses based on the on that big door. You been uh, to the big door? I don't think so. So you know where you drop down into the dungeon? Yeah, just to the left of that. There's another door upwards. Ah, there's a okay. big double door there, and the medallion. You defeated the Moldoga thing. Yes, I got it. I did get a medallion of some medallion. kind. So it's gone in that door, and there's five slots in that. Door. Ah, well, so I'm guessing that's the thing. But um, yeah, I've like it's interesting how when you defeat a boss, that the early levels change slightly. Yeah, you'll start to get new enemies that weren't there before. Even when you beat mini bosses, basically, like every time you beat a strong, unique enemy, they'll start putting tougher enemies in the early sections to make repeat playthroughs a little, a little tougher. Which mini bosses? Uh the 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 gold the stone golem. After defeating the stone golem down in the That's first area. Okay, it wasn't the very last thing on the floor, so I assumed it was like a mini boss because it wasn't the, the very it's, final it's thing on the, the floor. It's the introductory boss to okay. sort of get you started. Then you've got the. It, it didn't give me a big medallion level. or anything, and therefore I thought of it no, as the mid boss. I, I guess, I guess not. Yeah, but it doesn't respawn. It's yeah, but all of the bosses are only there. Once. I I think of it like the in the Zelda Zelda dungeons where you get a you get a mini boss midway through the dungeon that doesn't get you the medallion that progresses you will let you go to the next dungeon, but it is a unique fight. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the the thing with the bosses in this is that they don't ever respawn. Yeah. So once you've got to the end of Goldmine, you will fight this big caterpillar thing that's very yeah. much like Molduga from uh, Link to the Past. Hmm. And then you'll go down the next three levels, which is dungeon, you'll fight another boss, there's an, another three levels. And I've literally just done this, got to the end of the halls, there were two boss rooms. Oh! And I walked into one of them and I was like, hmm, there's a big hole in the ground surrounded by, like, uh, these these pillars with purple writing on them and runes all over them. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, let's see what the other one is. And I walked into the other room and it was, there was a bit of plot. And then there was like a like a boss rush. Well, not not, not a boss rush. There were some very strong enemies that I had to fight mm. in a in a row. And then it was like, okay, you can go down to the next level. I was like, I I can go down, but I didn't do the the. I'm I'm, I'm I can just I can just go, huh? Like, <laughs> what about the other hole? I'm I'm still really curious about the other hole. Yeah, did not get far into the the fourth section of this game. Yeah. but yeah. I'm still early on in the second area of the game, but I am having a lot of fun with it. It is a really neat little roguelike. Mm. Um, I can see myself having this as my like streaming game for the next few weeks. Yeah. It's it's real good. I stream some on Thursday if you want to go and see that twitch.tv slash Janiac. There's a highlight for that. Um, yeah, I will probably be streaming it again on Thursday. So by the time we get out, get, get, this goes out, there will be two episodes of me playing it up. Come check those out, cause yeah, I've 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 been having a lot of fun, uh, exploring that and opening new things up. I've got like a bunch of new NPCs. Um, I've got altars now, Ooh. so you can go and pray at an altar and either remove a curse, yeah, or you can take a curse for a blessing. Mm. But also, there's like little chits in available sometimes in shops or sometimes in chests that yes. will get rid of curses. 
Mm. So it's like, hmm, I could just maybe take a couple of curses. Maybe things would be a little bit worse. Yeah. There's oh. also a couple of items that I've noticed that are particularly reacting to having more curses. Oh, yeah. I saw a weapon being offered by the opulence demon that was like, hey, two major curses and two minor curses to take it. But it's powered up more by the more curses you have. Oh, is that the uh, legendary sword? The bone it, sword? Thing? The, the one that I think of as the flaming, raging, poisoning sword of doom. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at that and I was so tempted to be... I was like, it's going to ruin my build, but I want I want, I want, want the powerful sword powered by, by all the curses. I get, I get the feeling that once I've done like a little bit more sort of general powering up of stuff, because I've... Just got to the point where I think my throwing range has got uh, maxed out. Yeah. So I think I'm starting to hit caps on, like, powering up things in the blacksmith. Yeah. I think after that I might start having a go at a couple of just curse runs. Like, Ooh. just how many curses can I pile on? <laughs> yeah. And there's some really interesting power-ups in there that, like, I wouldn't have thought would have been as good as they were. But at least early on in the game I had some really good runs with. Mm -hmm. uh, there was one where... Uh, it diverts the damage you take from uh, your your actual health to mm -hmm. max health goes down. Yes. Uh, but it reduces the amount of damage you take each time. So I picked this item up because I was on like five health left on my entire mm -hmm. health bar. And I had like 200 health, you know, max health. And I was like, well, I'm going to die if I get hit at all. So I might as well, you know, let it slowly chip away that 200 instead. That's going to let this run mm -hmm. go a little longer. Uh, it reduced the amount of damage I was taking. So, like, falling down a hold is usually 20 HP. Uh, it only took six off my max HP. Mm -hmm. um, that sort of, like, massive reduction of overall damage um, made it really worthwhile to take. Like, I knew ultimately my run was going to have an expiration date on it as a result, but, like, I had such little health that, like, it, my run was going to go better with this anyway, mm. and I think that's what I had the first time I beat Mulduga and got down to the second area. And, like, it sounds like such a bad trade on paper, mm. but it worked out so nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I've been watching, like, a couple of other people play this now, like, just... And apparently, like, Curse Runs is a whole thing. Yeah. Because you can get to a point where you can start going, oh, actually, it's just easy for me to get rid of all those curses, and all of a sudden the curses are lifting, you've still got all the blessings left. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. So, I mean, but things can get, like, dramatically worse. I think one of the major curses is that the um, flaming torches on the wall start shooting at you. Mm. That's not fun. Um, there's ones where you get, uh, you take damage from jumping. Take damage from using keys. Uh, key, it costs double the amount of keys to open like doors and chests. Oh, there's lots of pretty nasty curses, but like, um, there's that stash box. If you get ten curses, it does a thing. Yeah, don't know what the thing is, but yeah. And there's combos. We didn't mention combos. I don't know if you can count. I yet. don't know if I have. Tell me about combos. Uh, there's combo relics. So like, if there's a, for, for example, I got the spelunky hat and the um oh, explorer's whip. Yes, this is when you that thing you were telling me about, where if you have two certain items, they can combine and yes. become a new thing. Yes. So I think the first one I found was that the hat and the whip combined to make basically the gold idol from Indiana Jones. Oh. Um, and that immediately gave me 10 grand. And nice. it still did both things. The other one I found was... Um, one of one of them was like a shield that if you um, like 
slash uh, an incoming projectile, you can shoot it back at your enemy. Yes. And the other one was like skulls that spin around you as a like yeah. sort of kind of a shield. So it will block the projectiles if they happen to hit them. Yeah. So there was a, a those two comboed together to make if those things hit a projectile, it'll shoot them back at the enemy. It's like yeah. that's cool. I I really like this game. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I don't know if it's on PlayStation, but I know it's on Xbox and PC because it's and currently Switch. on on Game Pass on both of those platforms. Yes. But yes, it's also on Switch as well. Um, I mean, Switch seems like a great would be a great place to play yeah. this, but if you've got Game Pass. It's yeah, on yeah. Game Pass already. I can't justify buying it when it's on Game Pass, but like... No, but like I can totally see it as being one of those games that you just take it fucking everywhere with you. Yeah, I think it's $15 on Switch. I believe so. I think it's like... I know it's $15-ish on Steam, so... Yeah. yeah. But it's... I would I would highly recommend this. Yeah, this definitely. is This is the first roguelike that's made me go, maybe I'll play this one instead of Hades for a bit. I heard a lot of people saying that this hit 1.0 about the same time as Hades was getting very popular. Yeah, it was August last year, I believe. Yeah. And for and for people that were finding Hades a bit too much, like I did. Like, I enjoyed Hades, like I really enjoyed the plot, but I wasn't terribly good at the combat. And I'm not super good at the combat in this, I just find it much I, easier to manage. I'm better at the combat in Hades. This I'm finding more difficult. I've got much more options in Hades to like I don't have to rely on a jump to be a dodge in Hades well I think that's the the, the, the limited actions is probably what helps me like the fact that there is two kind there's a ranged and a melee attack and a jump to dodge yeah and that's all I have to in, remember in Hades I can I can go right let me go get these items so that the game is easier for me you can do that in, in no Hades. here you get what you're given Hades, I can I can deliberately shape my run so it'll take me to the items you can I need. Shape your run. You can like transmute the shop so that you get different items. You can power yeah, up the shop so that you get items in. Costs health. Yeah, <laughs> potato, potato. Um, but yeah, like there there comes a point when you can do a lot to shape your run in, in this. Uh, currently, I can't do much. <laughs> it feels more Binding of Isaac right now, which is not a bad thing. I like the I, Binding of I Isaac. I love Binding but... of Isaac again. Wasn't very good at it, but like this is when I feel like I make a lot more progress in a run, and mm. also feel way less frustrated. I'm like, glad. Very often with Isaac, I won't get off the first or second level. I think I've beaten Mum once, mm. and that was on your stream, so I felt quite good about that. Yeah. But like, I've, it must have been that seed because I've never replicated that on my own saves. I mean, right. maybe you were just having it. You having a real good day. A moment of flow while thousands of people watched me. I, sometimes you just need <laughs> eyes on you to do well. Like I started a fresh Undermine save file on stream the other day, mm -hmm. and I did much better on that than I'd been playing in my own time. Like I think it was my first or second run I defeated Maldugar and was like, ah, oh, look at me go. I'm, <laughs> I'm good at video games. Nice. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. It's. I should probably do that as well. Have a a a full stream save. But yeah, I, you know, I'm like I flit in and out of any random game. I don't well, tend to stick with anything. Very here's much. the thing: it's not a very narrative-heavy game. So if I play a little bit of this off-stream, I'm not going to feel bad coming back to that save on-stream and being like, "So I'm still going to play through all the areas. Maybe just like don't do the boss before the the stream sees." Mm. I mean, I think the, the 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 plot that there is, even like as far as I've got now, I like you could blink and miss it. Yeah. Like, there's that. It's. If you choose not to talk to people, 
and you just like buy from them or engage with them in that way. There's a lot you could miss generally. But um, it's not like uh, Hades where it's like, okay, I've got to go and chat to everyone. Although I have found the game's three dogs now. Yeah. And I have made it a bit of a before pre, pre-luck thing. We go and we hug the dogs. Oh. There's a pet option. And clearly the, your character sort of gets down, hug, walks away. Also, one thing I particularly like about this game, it's it's a trans person's dream. Ah, you can just get changed your gender in the mirror. Oh, I don't like how I look today. I'm going to look in the mirror. Oh, it's all better now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this. Undermine's yeah. a good game. I'm very yes. into it. You're very much enjoying it. Have you got any others? Uh, no, that's really the only thing I've played this week. Well then, time for this. Minister, Minister, uh, uh, Daily Bugle. Um, you just uh, can we ask for some clarifications on the uh, on exactly what kinds of of protest will be uh, allowed within the UK now? Um, uh, well, um, protest will entirely be allowed. Still, it's not like we're banning protest. Of course, of course. Right. You, you've 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 said that it's 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 protest that uh, in, in any way inconveniences people. Well, of course, you can have protest as long as it doesn't inconvenience people. That that's just good common sense. And inconveniencing people is inconvenient. Right, but will we still be able to get, uh, gather in large groups outside oh, Parliament, for example? God, 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 no, not not in large groups and not near Parliament. Both of those would be inconvenient. Okay, what about somewhere like a, like a march through a city or something? I mean, that's still going to be inconvenient to the cars and the people in the city. Minister, what about uh, something more local? If we were to organise more more local things, uh, it's going to be very inconvenient to the other pedestrians in your local area. Could we organise uh, something, uh, maybe like a, an internet campaign? We, we'd get people on the internet, we'd, uh, we'd uh, no, do like no. an advertising... Oh no, no. That'd be inconvenient to other internet users. They'd have to scroll past your posts and see them and they would, they'd would they be on their timeline. It would be extra scrolling distance. That's inconvenient. Right, right. We could protest at home. Is, is that allowed? Mm, that's shaky grounds, you know. You could be inconvenient to the other members of your household, I suppose. Right, and um, what about in just just a room? Oh, I suppose if you close the door and do so quietly, I I, I can't see why not. Right, so I I could perhaps rally the neighbours or... Oh, of course not, of course not. That's uh, inconveniencing them. You're taking time out of their day. Right, right. So uh, in my room with with a blanket and... could Could I sound off to my pets, maybe? Mm, they don't speak human. They're probably not inconveniencing to them too much. As long as you do it quietly, sure. Okay, so I can talk to my cat under a blanket in my bedroom. Quietly. Quite quietly. Yeah, this was funny an hour ago before that fucking law passed. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> it's, it's it's still got one more vote it's got to pass, but it's looking pretty fucking likely right now. Da, 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 da. Ah. This country's fucked. Shit's fucked. Shit's fucked. Right, so we uh, got the ultimate sword of prophecy. Yep, and we, we saved uh, all of the cities on the entire planet. We saved every planet in the universe. Yes, we had destroyed... All evil from all parts of all of the universe. Uh, we destroyed God. We just destroyed the concept of God. Well, up until we replaced God and became gods ourselves within a pantheon of just, just the four of us. 
Exactly. So I, I feel like we've got to be wrapping up toward the end of the campaign at this point. Yes, you can't. You've got to. You've got to. This is this is going to be where you're going to wrap it up for a final episode, and 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 that's how it went. That's what you think, but actually, you all okay. Everyone, roll. Uh, just give me a straight up d twenty creativity roll. Uh, okay. Yup. Uh, uh, a fourteen. Fourteen. Yup. 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 Okay. And uh, and you? Uh, twelve. Six. Eleven. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, six. Not so great, but uh, as as a whole, I think you've done all right. So you all decide that you're gonna create your own universe outside of the universe you currently reside within. Just in a new space, like a whole new universe that you'll bring in. There'll be like a, a big bang. And you decide uh, to uh, go in and experience this universe subjectively from within it. Uh, so uh, I'm going to hand out new character sheets. These are the first people existing within the new universe that you've created. Uh-huh. Uh Look, I, I don't want to speak out of turn but it feels like up the the story we were telling has really wrapped up and finished and reached its conclusion and it feels like we're just starting an entirely separate story as a convoluted way to not have an ending well i mean the, what what even is an ending the, the, there's always more to the story it's just when you stop telling the story that you that that, that you know about yeah but I mean, look, I've got I've got ideas for some new characters and some new settings. I'd like to try my hand at DMing, even maybe. You know, I I, I you know I look. I'm just scared of saying goodbye to the world we made thing ever. I, I know, I know. I'm scared of saying goodbye to my own characters. It's okay. I don't know. It's okay. It's we too can, much pressure hey, to end it. It's okay. Hey, <laughs> no ending's permanent. We can always come back for one shots. One shots. Yeah. We're going back well, a little workshop. Go back into the world and maybe I could do a few of the things where you just rolled weirdly and I just couldn't tell that story. Yeah. We just come back no, and do that. Because I've little... still got like, a really big notebook and I've still been doing that, loads of things like that. Okay, well, maybe give us time to, you know, try try, try some, um, some, some Hero of the Week and then we'll come back to it. Yeah! So. <sighs> What have you put in your eyes? What have I put in my eyes? I don't remember what I put in my eyes. Um, oh, I've been watching through uh, Rubber Ross on YouTube. Mm. Uh, has been basically he made an entire eight world Mario game in Super Mario uh, Mario Maker Two, uh, and he has been going through doing a bunch of videos talking about the levels he made and the design philosophies behind how he made the levels and watching people play through his levels and sort of talking about, ah, this is a point where people are getting stuck at, here's maybe what I could have done to improve the design of this level. <laughs> Just talking through level design of our Mario game that he made, and it's been really interesting to watch. Uh, it, it's, it's nice seeing game design perspective from someone who is not a professional game designer, but who clearly has a lot of talent and ideas and watching them sort of 
learn their craft as they go. Mm. It's been really it's been it's been some really fun streams to watch. Yeah, it's been really fascinating. Um like because obviously I've been watching the the Game Grumps play through those games of through those levels with you, usually over dinner. Yeah. So it's been quite interesting to see like a couple of the episodes or hear at least the episodes we were all talking about, like I didn't realise we were going to have so much trouble with this, and I didn't realise they didn't understand this, and yeah. this is where this came from. Yeah. Like, one of the levels that I think is really interesting is there's one that's an entire uh, Deku Tree-inspired Zelda level. Mm-hmm. Um, Really cool level with a bunch of really cool mechanics. The problem is, um, Game Grumps playing it had no idea how to make Link use a bow and arrow in Mario Maker, because why would you default assume that that's a thing you could do? Uh, for example, and it was a certain degree of like uh, Ross had designed the level because at the time when he designed it, it Zelda levels thing. were all the range. Everyone was making them. Everyone who was playing them sort of knew already what the mechanics were because it was the popular level at the time. And he hadn't realised, oh, without any context, it's not clear what this character can do. Mm. Yeah, this has been real interesting. Yeah, it's been fascinating. What about you? What have you been watching? I started reading a book. <gasps> Tell me about this book you've been reading. I've been reading Morocco or Bust uh, by Badger Reynolds. Ooh. Um, it's oh, I'll, I'll be honest, it's my cousin-in-law. Um, <laughs> he's written a book about his midlife crisis, buying a uh, VW camper van and deciding to drive to the Sahara Desert. Um, and it it's gone from sort of an initial. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a bloke and I've, yeah, I've been having some trouble with my marriage falling apart and, and that stuff to, okay, I'm just going to do some wild shit across Europe in a camper van that's like nearly as old as I am. (laughs) So, uh, and just like the adventures of that sort of falling apart and being repaired and having to go on, on like... Just going on wild missions to get bits. Yeah. And and just... It's, it's become quite an adventure and I'm really kind of enjoying it so far. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I, in the beginning sort of few chapters, I was like, oh, badge, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there was a few bits where I was like, hmm, okay, is this going to be... Is this just gonna be a, 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 a an older white bloke just just doing the thing, just doing doing the things? No, don't do it like that. And also, I found out he's the next cop. I didn't know this. <laughs> I've never met a bigger heavy. Yeah, um, lovely bloke. Um, yeah, it's becoming quite an interesting adventure, and I I look forward to them driving. Uh, all the way to the Sahara Desert, they are currently, they've just had the entire thing ripped to pieces and, um, put together, uh, so that they can, uh, basically go on this big adventure, and his friend's got, uh, a separate, like, microbus thing, and he's mm. going to be travelling in that, so, because apparently they didn't, two blokes didn't want to sleep in the same van together. <laughs> Oh boys! Oh, why? Why? Why are boys like this? Why are boys like this? Why are boys like this? You compare that with like when when I was in my late teens, early twenties. It's like, <laughs> oh, eight of us want to go to this anime convention, but we can only afford one hotel room. I guess eight girls sleeping in a bed, because <laughs> that's how you do. It's how you do. Yeah, we went sideways, so we had slightly more room. 
I mean, it's it's nothing to do with the people. It's more the fact I just don't think I could cope with. Oh no, it was rough. Like by the second night, like several people were just sleeping on the floor because it was better than trying to wedge everyone in the bed. Mm. But we were determined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all seemed to have a lot of fun, and that's the important thing. But yeah, that's that's Morocco or Bust by Badger Reynolds, um, produced independently uh, or published independently through uh, Amazon. Ooh, Blue Amazon. Ew. But- but it's a place where books are commonly available. Uh, commonly available and for self-publishing and, frankly, um, as, as a musician, which is what he does. Um, it's been a rough time. Uh, like, you know, landlords doing their landlord thing, demanding full rent, while he's unable to gig. And my cousin is is very, very unwell. For the most part. Ah. So, uh, like, can't work, no work out for either of them, and landlord's been like, hi! Spadge's <laughs> like, I'm gonna write a book. Help save us! Uh, <sighs> what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, the only other thing I started rewatching, and I've not gotten terribly far into it, is I, I rewatched the first couple of episodes of an anime that I haven't watched probably in like 10 to 15 years uh called wandering sun um i was feeling all introspective this week because we we, uh in the past week we got our um grcs and we got our new birth certificates and whatnot yeah uh which is exciting but it made me you know think a little bit about early transition and i thought about this anime because it was very much the catalyst that broke the cattle the camel's back it was uh it's just an anime about two trans kids, you know, working out what's going on with their gender stuff. Mm. Um, it was the first time I can remember that I ever saw a piece of media that treated trans people as people worthy of respect who were not fundamentally broken for mm. being trans. And it was a humanizing account. And that was really um, eye-opening Seeing trans people as not a punchline just led to me just like staring at a wall and crying for like five hours of being like, I guess this is a thing that is a possibility. Oops, can't put that back in the bottle. Uh, It was one of those. Um, I've put off watching it for the longest time because in my head it is this very big important thing that I worry that I'm going to go back and watch it and be like, oh, this isn't actually very good at all or there's a lot of problems with it that I didn't see at the time. Um... You know, but I, I, I went back just because I was feeling nostalgia-y, and I, I've watched like the first two episodes of it so far, and even if later episodes end up being bad in some way, I can see what it was about this that got me to open up about how I was feeling. Mm. It was those very fir- those first couple of episodes, at least, really, really do an admirable job of humanizing. Hey. Something's up with gender and I don't like it. Ah. Mm. Um. So yeah, I, I I will report back next week once I've watched the whole thing. I, I'm watching it very slowly, little bit at a time, because it's it's a lot to go and revisit. But um, mm. it has been nice to just go back and watch the thing that cracked the eggshell. <laughs> what about you? What have you watched this week? Or put in your eyes. What have I put in my eyes? That is a good question. Uh, I think 
I think that might be it. Not watched a huge amount, really. It's not yeah. been a watchy week. Um, I've I've watched video tutorials for making various sounds for drum and bass because I spent a good chunk of last Friday trying to make drum and bass. Yeah, I made drum and fuck it in the end. You did make drum and fuck it. It's it's it's, it's it had it's destroyingly lo- bad. It had a lot of elements. Deliberately, basically, I threw a strop. I was like, I can't make it good, so I'll make it as bad as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I intend to keep working on that. Right now, I've got a good drum loop. That, that's that's the good bit. I mean, that's more than you had when you started. It is, but I, I had that drum loop about an hour in. <laughs> yeah, but that's still more than you had when you started, so you've, you've progressed. <laughs> uh, I think that's everything I've put in my eyes as well this week. Ooh, well then. Time for this. new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, did you know that you have been selected to get your COVID vaccine today? Uh, Me? That you? That seems unlikely. I'm not in the right age demographic. No, it says right here. Hello, you have been selected. It didn't say your name or anything. You have been selected. Uh, I I have been selected. It said hello. You. Well, it said hello. Yeah. You have been selected to have you get your COVID vaccine today. You do need to pay a thirteen pa- thirty pound booking fee. Three zero pound I, booking I, fee. I thought it th- th- there was a whole thing about the COVID vaccine is free to everyone in the country. It, it there will be no the requirement. The vaccine to... is free. It's just a booking fee. I I that doesn't sound right. I, I, I mean, look, I want to get my COVID vaccine, but this seems sketchy. Why would... Don't miss out. Why would my why would my GP reach out to me via the podcast on a sponsorship? Why wouldn't they don't, just call me? Don't don't miss out on this opportunity to get your, your vaccine. I mean, what if I just call my GP and just, like, double no, check? No, no time for that. No time for that. No? What, Urgent what? call to action. Yeah, but, like... I, I could just call my GP and Urgent go... Urgent call and... to action. Urgent call to action. £30 now. Go to D E double F O R E A L. I suppose I guess that's defo real dot N H five. Not that's not an S. It looks like an S though. It looks kind of like an S. Night. And send us all your pertinent info. Yeah, so they do just I... need all your medical records and your social security details and um, your mother's maiden name. And all your passwords. I, I think I'm going to wait till the morning and call the GP and just no, double no check time. this. Call to action, urgent call to action. I really doubt that at half past nine at night they're processing anything. There's definitely no that appointments up to 2am, you know. Oh, of course. It's very important, but people want those. Uh, that's deforeal.nh5.lol.net and, and enter the code QNPS159. To spend £30 on your booking fee to get your COVID vaccine today. Sure. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, uh, remember a few months ago when one of our uh, competitor companies uh, was doing a pretty good job of rebranding loot boxes, not loot boxes. An amazing job. Yeah, do you remember Surprise Mechanics? Surprise Mechanics. Well... Apparently, <laughs> not you even, you know, us, you know, video game developer companies are even having to do it anymore. No. I saw yeah. a journalist doing our job for us. 
A journalist. Uh, the, aren't they the guys that usually just tear us a new asshole? Oh, yeah, usually they're the ones that are like, oh, stop being bad, stop doing immoral things. But one of them wrote a headline that was something to the effect of, uh, these loot boxes that are clearly loot boxes aren't loot boxes, they're fun presents. I mean, they are fun presents, right? I'm glad yeah. somebody finally understands our intentions here. Exactly. So I've been thinking maybe we, you know, we need to play into this journalist market. What we yeah. need to do is we need to do press releases that, you know, just mention some of our own terms for loot boxes and hope that another journalist just parrots them out. Yeah, we could do like a whole Darren Brown thing where we pepper words throughout our press releases. Yeah, and it, what what it are twists some their minds? What are what are some words we like? Uh, uh, unexpected gift. I like gifts. Uh, rewards. Rewards. Treasures. Treasures. Oh, that sounds valuable. Yeah. Uh, booty. Uh, oh, everyone loves booty. Everyone loves booty, right? Uh, we we could we could call it uh financial pass the parcel. Oh, yeah, because it's like a fun game. And yeah, like yeah, you, the, yeah. You it's keep a, passing the money around. Yeah, it's a fun game to see if there's anything worthwhile in there. Uh, we can, yeah, and, and as you tear off the papers, perhaps there's a skin. <gasps> exactly, or maybe there's not. Maybe it's just thirty levels of you know uh, of of uh, newspaper, and then you know a very small keyring in the middle. Hmm, a plastic keyring. Yeah, right? of course. One that we just had lying around. We're exactly. From, like, Stuff. Room exactly. Well, I mean, it's a JPEG of a keyring. It's not an actual one. Right. right we don't give right. them physical goods. But it's a it's a low poly. Yeah. It's... Exactly. You know, we yeah. you, you know you've got to really get lucky if you want to get a a higher res JPEG. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they can pay more to get a better um treasure gift. Yeah. Yeah. A better um. A better unexpected positivity box. Positivity box. I like that. Exactly. I, like that. I think if we just like drop enough of these words in, you know, we don't like, you know, put them together, but we use them in sentences. Some journalist is going to pick up a pair of them and, you know, do our chop for us again. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what? Have you put in your ears? What have I put in my ears? I've put, I've put some things in my ears. Um, mm. I went back and started re-listening to early episodes of the Magnus Archives. The Mingingers. Yeah, because the Magnus Archives is like what three weeks away from finishing now, or three episodes away from finishing. I think. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I've not gone back and re-listened from the start at any point. I don't think so. This was my first, like, I want to start listening and knowing all of the things I know now, start looking for stuff. Mm. And even during those early episodes where, you know, when we listened to it originally, we were like, oh, I, I really like that it's this unconnected series of standalone things. Mm. Oh, no, all of the all of the threads were there. Yeah, just unnoticed. Yeah, there was, there's a lot of, like... More than perhaps any other thing I've listened to, I'm constantly finding myself going, ah, I know what's going on here. Oh, yeah. I know what that is. I think that's the thing, like... Because they had the outline, like, they knew where it was going to end. Yes. From, from moment one, Johnny has known how it's going to end. So it's been really interesting, like, where it's been tied together. Things have been slightly changed. Things have been slightly yeah. altered. There's there's at least one early episode where they're like, oh, we haven't really worked out what this was going to be yet. 
Yes, that's the, that, that's the one that I know a lot of people... Yes, and everyone asks, how does that fit in? How does that fit in? Oh, it's this. Oh, of course it is. I mean, it makes sense, but it's less that than usual. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's fine, because yeah. it's still a good story. And I think that's probably one of the ones that really threw me off. Uh, like, oh, they're not going to be really that connected. But, yeah, like, if you know stuff from season... Beginning of season four, I think, when they start talking about, um, I thought it was beginning of season three. I think, yeah. Either way, like season season three, four ish. Yes, yeah, when yeah, yeah. revelations right. are happening. Yeah, I th- I think the reason I think it's season four is because there's that sort of whole the begin the middle of season three really feels like it's it, there's a turning point. Yes. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's another series. It's not. <laughs> I think I've made this mistake several times before. Yes, now. it's it, it's such a big event that it feels like it should be a season finale. Yes, it's got real season finale vibes. And I don't think it helps that like Magnus started having like mid-season breaks. Yes. I think that was part of the thing. They were like, okay, we now have to have a thing before the adverts. Yeah. <laughs> so there needs to be like a mid-season, like big dramatic pause... And then come back, like, in the new year? Because I think mm. it was finishing in, like, November, or October, November, and then starting again, like, February, March. Yeah. So, yeah, they were, they were taking time off over, over winter, which is fine. Which is very we've, we've reasonable. Had, I think three breaks for this one, or two breaks? Yeah, yeah. Well, three parts for this series, two breaks. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a whole big thing, and obviously they've... Struggled a bit with recording this year. Yeah, but there's several of those early stories that very much carry a different weight once you understand what they are playing into as a larger yes. story. Um, like, all of these good isolated horror stories make... They fit very nicely into this is a... This is a bigger story where these themes are building to something and it's mm. very good. Mm. And I, I think it was... I. I think it was the be- just before se- the the season four to season five break mm. when I last went back and listened to everything, just as you were getting into it, and I I think I just caught up just as you were, yes, sort of just reaching that point as well. And it's yeah, it's it, it was fun to listen to it again and go, oh my god, it's that, it's that yeah. thing, ah, yeah, yeah. I think I will probably be ready for another listen through, but I don't think I'm gonna make it before. I, I don't think I'm going to make it, but I just wanted to, like, restart. And, oh, mm. gosh, that show was a very different show at the start <laughs> from what it is now. I forgot that it was a different thing to what it is now. Well, there was very little in the way of Rusty Quill at the time. I mean, I suppose so. Like, that, that whole thing has sort of come out of the shows they've made. Uh, and I think Magnus has been a, a fair-sized chunk of that. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you listened to this week? Uh... Oh, we listened to a thing together. What did we listen to? Uh, we listened to Vorschach's New World Symphony. <gasps> yes, we did. Yeah, what we were doing, we were doing hair doings. Yeah. Just want wanted some some musical bits, and there's that bit in there that I can't. I don't know what the piece is called, but it's um. There's a bit about halfway through where, and I know it used to be used as the Hobbit advert when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, is this the one that I'm convinced? <laughs> se- yeah, yeah. Uh, the bit that just always reminds me of Yorkshire because of those overtime Yeah, there's a bit in there that sounds very similar to a track that I'm pretty sure was in the background of one of the Pokemon films, but I can't find which one. 
And it's and you really tried. I really did. I might try again. Everybody, Pokemon. I'm 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 coming up to the point where I'm gonna have to badly hum it into my phone and be like, Twitter, do you know what this is? <laughs> I'm not very good at being Come on, in Shazam. <laughs> yeah. What what I probably need is like um like a, a use a digital piano and like find the notes and actually recreate the thing. Could do. Yeah. I mean we've we. We do have a piano downstairs. Yeah, I mean, I've got a program on my Switch that I could do it with. Yeah, you've got the Korg thing, haven't you? Yeah, I've got the Korg thing. I could probably recreate it and be like, who who know this from Pokemon? Who know this from Pokemon? I found that bit of music you made recently while I was doing the skitty Yes, phase. you did. <laughs> I like that. I mean, it it wasn't anything spectacular, but I was proud of my little, my little ditty I did. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, uh, what have you listened to anything else? Uh, we both listened to um, the new My Brother, My Brother and Me theme tune, uh, My Life is Better with You by Montaigne, Montaigne yeah. uh, who is this year's Australian Eurovision act. Australia's in Eurovision? Uh, yes, they are. They're in the Commonwealth. And oh, okay. Yeah, they, they've sort of been grandfathered in through that. They are the only not Euro... Well, they have they have PAL region games consoles. That essentially makes them Oh, okay, Europe. right. They have the European <laughs> game console region. That, that means they're allowed that's in the Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you have PAL consoles, you're allowed in Eurovision. <laughs> but that's why Canada not allowed in. No, they've got NTSC. They're not allowed in. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the Australian uh, Eurovision act for this year. Uh, what, did, what did you think of, of the new theme tune? It's nice and upbeat, and it's not written by someone who tortures their child. Yeah, it is. It's just a positive and upbeat rock track, very optimistic. It's... Yeah. It's just nice. Nice and lively. Uh, And you listened to some other Montaigne. Yeah, I went and found uh, a track of theirs called Technicolor, which I believe is their Eurovision track for this year. Sounds Um, fun. It's very, very fucking gay. Yeah! Uh, As Eurovision should be. Yeah, imagine a woman with, like, hair nearly all shaved off and the hair that is still there is dyed neon pink. Mm -hmm. Um, Singing about, hey, it's midnight, time to take my clothes off. Um... And starts wiggling her tongue at the two ladies she's dancing on stage with, doing sort of thrusting motions. Wow. Uh, while dancing on a big pig triangle. Hmm. <laughs> what could all this symbolism mean? What could mean? all of the symbolism mean? Just it's gals being pals. It's pretty fucking gay, it and is. I'm very into it. Yeah. Uh, also, like, amazing vocal control. Like, go go look up Technicolor just for the... There's, there's a... There is a, a note where she does many notes, and I'm very impressed by her vocal control. Modulation. Indeed. Very good. What about you? Have you listened to anything else? I listened to two <laughs> tracks by uh, High Contrast on repeat. I've talked about them on here a lot before. Uh, Emotional Vampire and Spectrum Analyzer. Ooh. Spectrum Analyzer has an amazing music video. You should definitely look that out. Yeah. Um, it's the one with the um, data-mashed GIF. Type effect, uh, which yes. I found out actually high contrast made his own music video. Ah. So, oh, okay, that's pretty damn cool. Because it was like uh, while I was listening to it for the sake of like I must understand drum and bass, I will pick my two favorite drum and bass tracks. Just listen to them ad infinitum. Listen to them, pick them up, like listen to them from a like uh, design perspective, uh, from a uh, composition, a scholarly point of view. Yeah, rather than. Academic, rather, rather, and and try and sort of understand what what is, what am I listening to? Why I like this? Yeah. Um, what are the parts that make this the thing I like? Yeah, 
Because I think that's the problem. I keep going, well, it's no one base. And I like that. Okay, how do? Uh, I know how the drums work. Because I learned beatboxing. And one of my beatboxing things was a drum bass type uh, beat. But fuck knows how I do the bass and all the other bits and the nice melodies. I mean, I can write a melody. I've written several, but n- none of them work very well in this genre. Yeah. So either I'm going to have to create my own genre <laughs> with more ARPs, or um, I'm going to have to accept that I need to learn more about drum and bass, and those are the two tracks I picked. Uh, they are both really nice tracks. Uh, yeah. And I've heard them both at club level, and they're amazing. <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you listened to anything else? That's it for me. Well then, time for this. Right, uh, you, the concept of women, in, in you come. Uh, uh, hello. Sit down. Hi. Yes. So, um, I think we need to have a bit of a performance review here. Uh, yeah? What, 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 what about? Well, I've noticed that um, you've started liking how you look, some of you. Uh, yeah, a lot of us uh, worked out that all of the marketing stuff was bullshit and that we didn't need to, you know, constantly hate our appearances and that maybe we didn't need all of the various products and could just like how we look. Now, the products do make people a lot of money. Yes, but they also really, really, really hurt a lot of our self-esteem, and some of us found we were happier just not. I mean, that sounds like it's going to cost people a lot of money. Well, I mean, it's going to give people more money to spend on things that aren't those products than spend them on other things. Mm, Okay, okay, well, next thing on the list, then. Um, Some of you not wanting children. Yeah, we know it was a, a very much an expectation that all of us should have children, but, you know, some of us just want to do other things with our lives. You know, we've got careers, or we've got hobbies, or we just don't want to bring children into a terrifying world. You know, that's a choice that some of us have made. A choice, is it? Yes. We don't, we don't have, have to just be child factories. But you've got the, uh, the you know, the, the, the thingy bits. The the what, sorry? The, the, the child bits. I, I mean, some of us do, but yeah, yeah. We, whether we use them or not, those of us that have them is entirely up to us. Hmm. Okay, and, and it's, it's sort of tangentially related, not wanting to be married, not engaging <sighs> in the living together, I see a lot of that, but not uh, not so much with the, the tied together in a legal bond that you can't escape. Well, I mean, you know, history has shown that marriage has kept a lot of women trapped in situations they weren't necessarily safe in, and, you know, sometimes it's good to have an easier way of getting out of those, but also just the idea that we had to pick someone and stick with them from, you know, uh, early to mid-twenties. I mean, I certainly haven't been picking anyone and staying with them. it, (laughs) It seemed really archaic, and, you know, like, maybe it was okay for us to just see how things went and to... Not feel the need to, before an arbitrary deadline, lock ourselves to one person. We 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 did keep pushing that whole thing about the biological clock, though. Y- y- yeah. You seem and to have largely ignored that. Yeah, yeah. We've you know, look. If 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 we reach a point where we can't have children, we can adopt. If if we decide to do so. Mm. So I suppose that'll deal with a lot of the the. 
I'm, I love children, I suppose. Indeed, yeah. Uh, yeah, The children that that need love and support that, that, you know, don't necessarily need to bring another one in. Right, right, okay. Um, Self-satisfaction. I've noticed a lot of uh, of electrical equipment, toys, etc. Yeah, well, I mean, you know... You know, um, people with penises are all well and good, or mm. with bodies, well, all, yes, various yeah, body yeah, parts yeah, are all well yeah, and good. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you just want to get absolutely blasted to oblivion by a thing that is, in some ways, better. Better. Well, I mean, like different, hour, different, maybe better. Sometimes don't don't necessarily need a person around in order to have a good time. Right. So. Um... Right, right. And uh, one thing we... This this really is just a... This one's too far. You've been selling nudes. Um, well, yes. Uh, we realised if people were just going to ogle our bodies anyway, we might as well make some money out of it. Well, we've been selling your nudes for years. We made millions, yep. billions of pounds industries. Y- yes, off of not properly paying us for our, you know, our bodies. Whereas we decided what if we just didn't go through you and we just sold them ourselves and we made the money. But, but, but what about us making the money? We, yeah, we, but, we were making the money. Well, we you can like go take some nudes yourself if you want to make the money. I tried that and I didn't make much money. Okay, well, maybe you recognise it's a skill and that you shouldn't be ciphering our money. I, I, I do like the money. Well, go find something you can do making the money that isn't stealing it from me and my nudes. Right, right. So not not, not really as, as necessary in a lot of these aspects as, as we thought. No, not in the slightest. You, we, we really are working out how we can just phase you out quite considerably. Right, 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 right. So you're suggesting that we, we perhaps need to either retrain or, or you know, change some, some views, is it? Well, that's up to you, but you are surplus to requirements. Right. right. Have, you, have you got any positions going at the, at the moment? Well, I need someone to do social media management for, you know, my very successful nude selling business. Probably not you, but uh, no, I think I think we've we've got a, a a young fellow that might be able to do, do that if you're if you're interested. Also, does it knows how to do the CSS? I mean, that is a useful skill. Oh well, it's nearly time to oh get back working in the office. Apparently, we're in the office. I. No, the 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 one that's outside the house. No, this is the office. I, I, I know I'm the office chair. <laughs> this is the office. I know home office chair. I know oh. that you've you've gotten more use in the last year than yes. you have ever had before. I know, but there is a building that I arbitrarily am made to go and work at with different chairs. You're seeing other chairs. I mean, they don't allow me to bring my own chair in, unfortunately. I don't like travelling anyway. I didn't like it when we moved. I know, I know you didn't, but I'm... Look, you've been a real good chair. I am a good chair. You should stay here with me. Your cushions are giving out a little bit. You've you've got heart. You've gotten me through the year, but... 
Look, I would stay here and keep working from home if I could, home office chair, but seriously, I really don't want to go back into the office, but I, I don't have a job if I don't go in. After all the farts you've put me through, I, I really thought that we were a team. Look, I'll I'll still be here, you know, for, you know, late nights editing and but if you're not you know, just gallivanting off with one of your fancy office chairs. Look, I I'm not it's not like I'm going to be bringing the office chair home. I, you know, any time I there's a long gaming session, I know you'll be here offering that good lumbar support that the sofa really doesn't offer. Exactly. You can get fat sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bloody right, you bloody there's, there's still a place in 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 my life for you. It's just, it's your butt. I I have it is it is my butt. Yes, but I just have to sit in other chairs. I'm sorry. I think we might need to reconsider our relationship. I think we're gonna have to fart in me a lot less <laughs> if if, uh, if you're planning to. I cannot promise that. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> questions time. Let's have questions. What's the questions? Uh, tricky ones. Some smudge facts. <gasps> oh, smudge facts. Um, smudge is a very good kitty. Good. Uh, smudge is baby. Is baby. Smudge is adorable. Mm-hmm. Um... Smudge is named Smudge because uh, my dad thought that she looked like she had a sort of smudged pattern on her because of all the sort of splotches on the white. Because Calico. Yeah, because Calico. Um, You got any good Smudge facts? Smudge is good. Yep. And soft. And small. And hungry. Smudge love food. Smudge love food. Smudge love nap. Smudge love nap. Smudge love nap on... I think she seems to prefer my lap. She does prefer your lap, but she will take mine in a pinch, and sometimes she will hold my hand. She will do very good handholds with you. She will. She will do like I'll. I'll be sitting there. My hand will be like somewhere on me, and she will reach out and put her paw on top of my hand, like hugged. I. I always feel bad when I lie down and she comes over and she's like, ah, over here now. Superior mummy has arrived. I know. Go about you having a lovely cuddle with Jane. Okay. <laughs> She's she's my daughter loves you more. She's she's my baby. I know she's your baby. She's she's been in my life much longer. I don't feel too bad about it. Don't feel bad about it at all. She likes being on shoulders like a scarf. She does. She she does prefer me for that because I am taller. Yes, she likes being as tall as possible, and you are taller, so she prefers you for scarf. I am best catry. Yeah, and sometimes she will come and sit on my shoulders during the day. Yeah, I want Herman. Oh, good, good smudge fact. Uh, When we have a hug in the living room, Smudge will get up off the sofa and come over and be like, "I'm included," (laughs) and and she gets fussed. Yeah, she she, is included. Yeah, she will. She will come and walk as close as possible to us and just nuzzle the hands. It's like, okay, you are part of the hug too. Part of the hug. She she doesn't like us to do hugs without her, and that's adorable. Family hug time. Yeah, yeah, and she likes people to watch when she. She likes yes. guardian protection when she's eating. Mm-hmm. To keep away from the oven monsters. Yeah. What she, if there were oven monsters? She needs she needs bouncers so that she can eat safely. Mm-hmm. Food Maybe. bouncer. Yeah. Sometimes we'll we'll she loves food, but sometimes we'll put the food out and she won't eat it and she'll wait until one of us comes down and she'll be like, okay, okay can you I like all the gravy, but can someone okay. help me with the meat? Okay, can you watch while I do the chewing? Mm. She's a good cat. She's the best cat. She is she's baby. Smash <laughs> so fat.
facts. Smudge facts. Uh, Michael asks, uh, what are your favourite kind of main characters? Um, hmm. I'm a big fan of the underdog hero who, you know, really, really doesn't have the skills, but they've got the, the courage and the determination to push through. You know, I like a good underdog. Mm-hmm. I like an underdog. Uh, uh, yeah, I like anyone who's... Uh, I, who who has come from nothing and and I I like the two ends. anyone without a prophecy. I like the two ends of the spectrum. I like the underdog, but I also like. Oh my god, you are so good and perfect at everything, and I kind of idolize you. Like I'm thinking of like very strong, capable uh, back abs lady from uh, <laughs> from from Sweet Home. Yes. Yeah, like. Underdog, or oh, you're just effortlessly amazing, huh? Oh, I don't know. I think a lot of effort went into those back abs. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, like effort that we didn't have to see, so that it looked effortless when in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the I like the sort of do- doofy side character that like is just sort of there making quips all the time. We're in mains though, so you know, I like I li- oh, I like a main who's full of puns. Oh yes, yes. It's got got to be a good pungent master. Um, I like a main character who has some some weaknesses and some struggles that they got to go through. That like is clearly like they that you can see very early on the things they're gonna have to improve in themselves. I like having clear character flaws that need working through. A bit of humility. Yeah, exactly. Not an overconfident hero. Mm-hmm. A goofus. I do like a goofus. I do like a goofus. Because that's I, very real. I like an optimistic hero. One that's like, yeah, I know that there's no way this is going to work, but what if we believe in the power of friendship? Maybe it'll work. What if we just try because if we don't try, nobody else will? Exactly. The, the, the ever optimist. Mm-hmm. There's some good characters there. Yeah. Um, Jay asks, have you ever thought about writing a book together? We have. We have. It's a case, it's it's a matter of finding time where both of us are free and don't have big ongoing projects going. But we think we know what the book would be. Yeah, we've we've got and thought. We've got a book idea we think we could write and that I think I could get us a publisher for. I think we could, I think there's a market, we could sell it. I think we could convince people, like, oh, that's a really cool idea, we'll have that. So, yeah, we have the book idea. Yeah. It's just, the problem is us finding the time to to work on a big project together. I, I mean, the, the, the problem mostly recently has been the fact that you haven't had time. Because, yeah. Because, like, I think we talked about it just before you started on the uh, you I think we talked about it before you started Gender Euphoria. Yes. But you were very set that that was going to be the next book and you were like, oh, yes. I suppose we should think about book 3." Yes. And then it was like, "Oh, well we could do this, but I also really want to write a children's book." So we got that done. Yeah. And who knows, it could be the next well, book. Well, honestly, here's the thing. Gender Euphoria happened um because I was feeling a real wave of Everything is really depressing regarding trans stuff and I mm. need something mm. positive. And I was like, I need to do this book now. I need to get it done. I need some... I needed a project to work on during lockdown that was positive. And I hadn't intended to go straight into writing the children's book, but 
I was getting chased up by uh, that book's publisher being like, hey, we desperately want something else from you. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I'll throw ideas at you. And they jumped on one and were like, we want to do this straight away. And hmm. I was like, I'm not going to say no to publishing this if you no, want it now. Fair. It was not planned. I'm but not it... criticizing. I'm just no, saying no, no, for, I'm for ju- people who are I'm curious. I'm saying for the people who are curious. It it sort of just happened. Um, But my, my point being, after the children's book, I definitely want to take a gap away from personal writing because it's it's I've done a lot of it this year. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean the book idea we have together certainly would be you know, it would be more in the vein of the butts book. It would be more in the vein of not having to delve into my personal psyche to comedy's all I've got. I mean it, it it's something we've both got. To be fair. I've probably got a memoir in me, but it's very bleak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you know, I might have another personal essay book at some point in the future, but mm. like, I suspect I'm gonna need a few years of introspection before I'm ready to write the next book about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have an idea. We have yes. a book we would like to write. Don't worry, it's in there. It's in there. Thoughts have been had, and and who knows? I don't think anyone's gonna snipe us on this. I think this is a very us idea that you know will still be timely when we get around to it. I think if someone tries to steal it off us, we can go, hey, those are our characters. Yeah, I think it would be very obvious if someone tried to steal <laughs> our concept. Um Samuel West asks, Hi. Hi. Uh, what do vegan substitutes for food taste better than the original foods? Bonus points if it started out as a substitute and then grew it to do its own thing. Uh, in my opinion, all substitute meats taste better than the actual meats. Um, I am a big person for texture, and I prefer the consistency of texture you find in vegan alternatives mm-hmm. to actual meat, because actual meat has weird inconsistencies that my brain really dislikes. Fat and grizzle. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a big fan, but like... If you have a vegan sausage, you always know what to expect with that vegan sausage because it's made in a very predictable, controlled way. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the exception of the chorizo ones. Ah, uh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're deliberately a bit lumpy, but... Yeah, but you, like, you know what I mean. For the most part, yeah, yeah, it's a more consistent texture, isn't it? I know that uh, that's a thing a lot of other people don't like, but I do yeah. enjoy that sort of, like, I'm never worried... Like, oh, I found this thing in, in, in my sausage or my meatball, and I'm concerned. Yeah, if something is wrong in my meat alternative, I will know instantly, rather than in actual meat where I have to question, is this just how meat be? Is this just how meat be because it came from an animal? Like, I remember finding tubes in a, in a meatball once. Yeah. And just being like, well, I mean, that's almost certainly a bit of an animal, and at least it does prove that this is probably meat. Yeah, but... But it's not a bit I'm used to, and uh. it it was particularly unpleasant because I think I poured gravy o- over it, and something about the way the air escaped from it, it sort of breathed. I was like, I don't like it. I don't do not want to eat this meatball, but it's all the protein I can afford right now, <laughs> so I have yeah. to eat this tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, that was a whole period. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I prefer. Ice cream. Like, I love ice cream, but they're, like, a lot of the things I find, especially with, like, very creamy ice creams, is that I just get this weird cloying thing at the back of my throat when I eat, like, really good dairy, and it's just like... Do not like... Or, like, when you... 
like have double cream and you get like basically a mouthful of double cream and just like Mwah. see as a person that generally doesn't like dairy the only case i can really find where i'm like i do like the alternative mm. uh vegan baileys prefer to actual hmm? yeah 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 uh, but no it, for me it's the it's the meat alternatives i like a good meat alternative mm-hmm. uh dungeon owl asks is my existence even needed Yes, yes, yes. You are, you, you're, you're important and good. Uh, Phoenix too. Hi, Phoenix. Hi, Phoenix. Love Asks <laughs> if you had the power of at will teleportation, on the condition that you had to pick one of the top ten richest people in the world to telefrag on the same day each year, would you consider it gauche to put a winning bet on who it will be when it catches on as a betting thing? <laughs> <laughs> um. um I think that, like, betting institutions would probably have rules against it. That's like insider trading, but for betting. Yeah, I don't think you, you know. can bet on yourself when the thing is, I pick a, a person yeah. to do. I think most bookies would go, hang on a minute, you are the one who gets to pick. You know the answer to this. You, you could just really fuck with the betting pools. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet on it and then deliberately do the thing something else, because that'll really skew the numbers. Yeah, so... <laughs> I, I'm I'm as as willing to get rid of the gambling industry by destroying it via fucking with this system <laughs> as anyone, but I don't think that they would let us bet. <laughs> I mean, I've got the power of at will teleportation, and you think I'm gonna w- wait a-, a year to do it on the special day to get rid of the ten richest? Yeah, <laughs> if I can telefrag people, it's just happening. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Oops, done. where did all the billionaires go? Oops, oops, oops all giblets. Oops, all not billionaires. Yeah, and then you know we compost them, and that's the beginning of our our new um, community kitchen. Exactly. Garden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, the saint asks, "What is the difference between a duck?" I don't know how to answer this. I mean, you are the duck specialist. It it it's only half a question. I don't like <laughs> no, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'll take the question away. Bad question. No. Stop hurting my wife. <laughs> brain, brain, brain. Not like unfinished question. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> He's the okay. Question's gone now. <laughs> I've taken it away. Mm. I'll never hurt you again. <laughs> I'll protect you from the bad half question. Well, what about you? What is the difference between a duck? Uh, well, there's, and also, but sometimes, and then of course, from the duck's point of view, quack. And I think that's all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Perry. How are you doing? Oh. Surviving. I mean, I am still living and breathing, I suppose. You're technically still here. Yeah. 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 It's, um... Every day is a new horror in this country, I'll be honest. Oh, I agree, it has been a tiring time. Oh, I saw another thing today that was yeah. exhausting and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so, Daily Telegraph wants to start paying journalists by how popular their articles are. 
Things right. that get more clicks, you will get more money for. Right. Which is not a model that journalism should ever be done by. No, because very often the popular thing isn't necessarily the right thing. Yeah. The uh, the thing that is, um, you know, deliberately uh, inflammatory will get the clicks. The thing that misrepresents what is in the article will get the clicks. It will incentivize rushing to publish things before other people rather than when you're ready. It will... Uh, you know, it will just, it will disincentivize important but slightly less broad appeal journalism. Yeah, that is incredibly concerning. What, what, sorry, what stage of capitalism are we at now? Um, um, too deep. Too, too, we're, we're too, too deep. deep. Yeah. We're in too deep. It, <sighs> It's one of those things where, look, journalism has to be run to a certain degree by the idea that some things are newsworthy and important to report on regardless of whether the largest potential number of people will click it. You know, they, you know, just because something is not the most clicked on thing does not mean it is not vital journalism. Yeah. And the idea of, you know... Uh, De devaluing journalism based on fewer people clicked it is the route to you know even more than already exists sensationalism being what drives headlines yeah i mean like certainly with the tabloid journalism you already see you know here are the stories that really picked up celebrity did what now uh you know what's going on what's the latest controversy what have we managed to spin out of like misrepresented statistics well exactly stuff you know. like that and and you know are, they, are we then going to find that people can't justify reporting on international politics which will potentially affect people exactly or, you know whether or not it's you directly or you know most of one particular yeah. country it's still important that we understand what is going on the world in the world we share exactly you know a story about the economic situation in a foreign country is probably going to get fewer clicks than oh did you hear the transies are getting rid of mr potato head a story that does not exist but was clickbait nonsense that is deeply concerning and i really hope that the journalists are like oh, i ain't writing for you then Indeed, I really, really hope that this is uh, not the way of the future for journalism because this is, it paints a terrifying picture about what the future of journalism will be. Yeah, it, yeah, it does, mate. Oh, uh, I, I despair more yeah. every day. Indeed, indeed. Much oh, luck, mate. Much luck. Ooh, uh, oh, you sound tired, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah as, as ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think I might head to bed myself, mate. Yeah, have a have a good one. Sleep well, sleep well. So, Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K Buzz in all the places: Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Ooh. Uh, you can find me at Laura K Buzz on TikTok now. I I upload little sixty second videos about uh, LGBT stuff and neurodiversity. I just do little sixty second lessons about things. Go check those out if you want little bite sized video bits of me throughout the week. Uh, it's it's basically: Do I have a limited amount of brain? Can I record a fifteen second sentence at a time and string four of them together? Sure, I can probably make some content. Uh, that sort of brain space, I'm now making TikTok stuff. Tickety-tockety. Uh, you can find me streaming on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. 
You can find me every week on YouTube, uh, uploading episodes of Accessibility, which is a show all about accessibility and representation in the games industry. Uh, you can now also find me captioning and subtitling a bunch of videos on the Jim Sterling channel, including Ooh. the Jimquisition, um, the most recent Jimpressions that went up, uh, has my, my subtitles and captions on it, so closed captions for that channel now, huzzah! Also, books, uncomfortable labels, things I learned from Mario's butt, gender euphoria, a children's one that'll happen at some point, and then the me and Jane one eventually, probably. Um, also, podcasts. Pixel Squirt, it's about video game character pornography. Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Um, uh, and then Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each season's its own self-contained story, so you can jump into any season and just enjoy it as its own little standalone thing. I'm on seasons three up until season eight, where I'm playing a, a, a brain-eating squid that doesn't eat brains. They make vegan alternatives with a lot of puns in a document that are saved just for that purpose. Also, I do a podcast with you that isn't this one. You do? It's weird that we're still advertising that we finished recording it. Yeah, it's got months of uploads to go. <laughs> uh, we do Polyamory. It's a D&D 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Um, new episode of that, I believe, is coming up the day before this. Ooh. So you can enjoy all the new shenanigans going on there. Oh no, that ep sorry, that episode went up last Saturday. Aha, uh -huh, um, so next Saturday there'll be a new one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that that's... Yeah, content warning for the most recent one for alcohol abuse, because uh, I went some places with that, and um, yeah, they were some somewhat challenging for some people. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with that, and the adventure is only going to get better, because I think, I, I feel like we really got into our stride around this time. Uh, I also make music under the name Bedroom Programmer, uh, where you can, uh, I think my most recent track is called Dum Diddy, it's a sort of disco inspired track. Uh, you can go to my SoundCloud where you can listen to this or the, the program or Polyarmory. Uh, we've got a Facebook group, uh, I've got Redbubble where I make t-shirts, StoneMonkeyRadio.blog where I write things about board games usually and video games. I've got YouTube where I up uploads of all my VODs from Twitch. That's Thursday nights at 17.30 UK time. Uh, I've got a at Twitter. 19.30 UK 19 time. 19.30. I meant 7 o'clock. Yeah. I did the thing. I knew what you meant. <laughs> it's all right. I'm here to be your safety net. Thank you. Uh, I'm not I'm... responsible enough to be on the internet on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Twitter and a Patreon that's the one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month you can help me justify a 76 hour work week um, yeah I would super appreciate that because I had a bit of a drop off over winter so anything you can give would be super helpful and if you would like early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers and Polyarmory um, they will always go up uh, to my $10 a month Patreons first so if you'd like to get on that Get on that. Uh, that's patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. All of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Thank you very much for joining us. Laura, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. you've put me through you're just going to oh fuck I nearly get I nearly had a straight face sorry after all the farts you <laughs>
Damn it. Sorry, I'll look away. <laughs> I think I'm, oh, I've started something now. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, something for the outtakes. Yep. <sighs> Straight face. Okay. Laugh at all. Come on, come on. Come on. After all the farts you've put me through, I 